When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. All right, guys, you ready for your first EDM festival? Let's go! My first, my first EDM festival. Yo, 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 it's the Salam Nerds. My name is Dean, a.k.a. Watson Heath. I'm here, my boy, Chad. Yo, what's up? We got the new friends up in here. Thank you to our supporters. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. It's your boy Neebs, aka Watch with Neebs, and I'm here with my co host Jazz, aka DJ Carabas. DJ Carabas. <laughs> <laughs> bro, this episode was something else. It was something else, bro. It was. It was fun. It was a fun time. I really enjoyed this episode. This episode is for all the nerds out there who love the lore. This episode is for long-time fans who have watched everything and little bits and pieces of like Easter eggs from every show was in here. It was just so good. There, there are some fun rumors about this episode, so we're going to have to dive into it. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right. Well, we have no guest this episode because we're filming so late. It's like 12 a.m. p.m. a.m. a.m. for you. <laughs> it is 10:48 p.m. here. Yeah, it's, it's been mid- a very long day. It's midnight. It's a very long day. Uh, you know, we are celebrating Ramadan, so we're going to Tharavi, trying to see if we get workouts in, trying to have a very healthy, conscious Ramadan. You know, so uh, we have to push some of our episodes back where we alternate. Some episodes we push them up, some we push them back. Uh, one day I'll miss the Ravi, one day Jazz will miss the Ravi. So we'll <laughs> fig- we're figuring it out. Uh, also, this Friday, we are doing our first ever Love is Blind episode. So don't forget to tune in for that. So that'll be fun, too. Oh, I'm but so hyped. <laughs> I'm hyped, too. This is going to be fun. Also, we still have the colors from The Bachelor. Let's get rid of this. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get Mandalorian green, bruh. Is Mandalorian green? I thought it was blue. I thought we were. Oh, was it blue? It could be blue. I'm thinking Grogu for green. <laughs> oh, we should do Grogu for green. I'm wearing green right now. All mm-hmm. right, let's He's do that. He's coming with Grogu too. <laughs> I know. Love us some Grogu. Not a not a big Grogu episode this uh this one, but uh, a lot of Mandalorians on here. So we're gonna get dive into it. So <laughs> starts off in Navarro with the High Magistrate, and apparently pirates are attacking their ships. You know. Uh, Gornchard is attacking and he's like well you know what uh, you didn't show my men a lot of hospitality when they came and he's like well you know what they shot first <laughs> <laughs> I love that he lied about that because like we know Han always shot first right yep but like in here like they clearly shot first I mean sure the pirates were being stupid and you know they were drawing their weapons and they were just faster shots but 
we clearly shot first here. So <laughs> but it was a really cool callback to uh, the original trilogy, and I and I love that. It was it was really really cool. And then um, yeah, and then he gives like the droid a message, and the droid disappears. And then the pirates attack. So what are your thoughts about the whole pirate attack? Oh my god, do we actually have people in the comments this late? Oh my god. <laughs> Razzy's in the comment. What's up? I just asked if he wants to come on, if he wants to come talk about this. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't expect anybody to be up, so I didn't invite anybody. Like I was like, all right. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me send Razzy the link. Let's see if he comes on. <laughs> oh my god, alive. No, he didn't watch the episode. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, okay, no, okay. no, no, no. All right. Well, we are going to be doing spoilers, so be be beware, beware. <laughs> <laughs> so, what were your thoughts about the whole pirate ship stuff? I thought that was really cool. I like that they're bringing in the pirates and stuff because I really want to see Han and like uh, Hondo and like some of these other people. It's going to okay. be exciting. I don't know if you can call them pirates at this point. Uh, yeah, pirates steal, right? Okay. They just steal. They cause chaos, right? They don't take on an entire planet. And like kill civilians just nonchalantly like that. That this feels like <laughs> something more than piracy to me. This feels like you know an attack of like something greater. They just came down and be like, "I am the captain now." <laughs> right. Like, hold up. Like piracy definition, but like what's you the know, definition of piracy? I'm I'm looking it up right now. Piracy definition. Like, Is it burning CDs? <laughs> <laughs> Because if that's the case, I am a pirate. <laughs> I mean, aren't we all? Yes, yes, we are. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So technically, it would be piracy if they're attacking coastal areas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Airport I hate that. Like, the definition of it fits, but like, it feels so much stronger than just what I think piracy in my mind. You know. Mm, I get it. I get it. I yeah. feel like there is a certain type of like, you know, theatrics and look that you have when you're a pirate. And they're definitely trying to personify that look mm-hmm. in a Star Wars universe. So I, I I get that. Well, they call themselves pirates. If that if that's how they identify, who are we to say? Also fair. <laughs> I am so sorry for assuming. <laughs> Don't like, I don't know, it's not misgendering, but it's mis, uh, I don't know, appropriating their, their, whatever they want to be called. <laughs> <laughs> they can identify as pirates if they want to. They can leave their friends behind because if their mm-hmm. friends don't dance and if they don't dance, then they're no friends of mine. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. So they give this message to one of the Republic fighters, and the Republic fighter is someone that we've actually seen in uh, in in the trilogies in Star Wars, and uh, a mm-hmm. lot of people want a squadron movie to feature some of these guys. But it was really really cool. Um, I really like that when they showed Captain Teva, and they're at the bar, and you know he sees the message, mm-hmm. and. Apparently, the issue is there is a lot of bureaucracy with the New Republic. So they are completely useless. So I guess you see this time and time again where a government is overthrown and then the government that has to replace it or whatever entity that needs to replace it is very, I don't know, doesn't have the infrastructure to be, I guess, successful and efficient in what they're doing. And right. because of that, there is a lot of bureaucracy and red tape, and the and, uh, the New Republic kind of letting us down, man. They're letting us down. A lot of a lot of things aren't coming, going through. Things aren't happening. 
And Understatement this, of the year right there. My God. Yeah. And then this guy sitting next to him at the bar, uh, a blue individual, uh, <laughs> <laughs> talks to him and he goes, good luck. And I recognize that voice instantly. I knew, I was like, could it be? But then when I heard the voice, I'm like, no way did they just do that. I lost my shit when I saw this man. I was like, oh my God. It's Zeb Carabast. Oh my God. Listen, for the people that Wait, don't know. I said Zeb Carabast is his name. <laughs> Carabast is his catchphrase. His catchphrase, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeb Aurelius. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, I'm so tired. For those, I know it's so late, man. <laughs> Midnight shows, man. Uh, <laughs> listen. Um, What was I going to say? Uh, <laughs> cool. Carabast. Yeah, so, for those that don't know, he is a character from Rebels and a huge character and people are really, really excited to see him. And the fact that he's like a big, giant, blue monster looking beast thing, you were like, all right, out of all the people we would see from Rebels, he would be the last one that we would see. Right? And it turns out he's like the first. So <laughs> that was really, really cool. Uh, I really, really liked that. And you notice when the pirates came, and they took over a Navarro. They shot at these monkeys. And I was like, the monkeys are also in uh, Rebels. So it's cool little, lots of little Rebel details in here. I mm -hmm. thought that was really cool. Like um, they're doing all the callbacks and Easter eggs. It's just fantastic. It is fantastic. I loved it. It was so much fun to watch. Uh, I think a lot of people are in the comments. I, I think Twitter would be like, we won, we won. So like the, <laughs> the freaking Rebel <laughs> fans are super, super excited. <laughs> Uh, loved it. Uh, what were your thoughts about the Republic and its inefficiencies? I mean, it tracks. I know, <laughs> like, right? <laughs> every government's like that. That completely tracks. So, well but done. you know what? You know what? The government's not the only thing that's like that. You ever use uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook? Like, if there's an issue, it's impossible to get a hold of somebody. Like, Do they I know have support? Like, I don't even know if they have support. I know people who've lost their accounts permanently, and there's nothing they can do, and no one can do anything to help them. It's horrible, right, yeah. mm -hmm. right? If somebody, like, if TikTok kicks me off, there'll be no one for me to contact. Like, legit, I'll just be like, oh, well, I lost 150,000 followers. What am I going to do? There's no one for me to contact. So, like, the government's not the only thing that's, like, inefficient and you know uh bad efficiencies and stuff like that i don't know it's just weird yeah i'm with you on that I, but, I hate it, everything. but it definitely tracks because when uh covid happened and people had to uh sign up for uh unemployment it was a hot mess a hot mess uh, they, yeah no one was ready for that and that just goes to show you just how fragile our system is know, like i know we cannot shut down for 10 seconds without everything going to shit like that's how if that's how efficient our economy is because everything works so well right mm -hmm. but then the moment one thing doesn't it's all gone and we don't have anything in place as a redundancy for it control is an illusion you mm -hmm. know you know what we should do we should review uh mr robot you ever see that show dude that was a great show that was a fantastic show i love mr robot uh, yo and it was rami malik who was in it right yes rami malik yo yeah, Mr. Robot would have been an amazing show for us to review. Oh, yeah, we man. can definitely do it. I mean, I mean, we have like a shit ton of things in our. We got so right now. much stuff, but yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe I, we got to find out what our slow season is, and we can do it in our slow season. Yeah, like probably in the summer at some point. Uh, whenever yeah. Bachelorette or Bachelor is over. Yeah, Bachelor is over until June, so we got a little bit of time. All right, yeah. so 
there's a lot of inefficiencies. Uh, and then this guy, this captain, uh, Captain Terra, goes over to some department. And there we meet Tim Meadows. Like, <laughs> Tuttle. What the hell? Did they, like, so he's like, if you don't know him, he, he's been on <laughs> SNL. He's been in a bunch of movies. He also plays Principal Glasgow in the show, The Goldbergs. Uh, very, very popular comedian. Really, really funny. Um, to see him in this world of Star Wars was a little jarring for me. <laughs> <'Cause> he, just, <laughs> he just has this comedic like vibe to him, right? And it's just so funny. Yeah, and, uh, the big one that most people will remember him by, he was the principal from Mean Girls. Oh, yeah, he's the principal from Mean Girls, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's yeah. where everybody was like, oh, he's that guy. It's like, yeah. He's so guy. funny. Uh, it was really, really funny to see that. Um, and then, the, and they were like, okay, this Navarro needs help. And then we see that terrible lady who double crossed her, her scientist friend. Uh, she comes out and she goes, well, you know what? Let me, uh, you know, put my two cents in here and be like, listen, they didn't sign the charter. So technically we shouldn't help them. In fact, they should get a little bit of pressure so they can know what the benefits are of the charter. And I was like, this, uh, I don't know. They're playing games, man. They're playing games. Like, what are about that, Jazz? Oh, man. Like, I understand why they had to do... Was it episode three where uh, she was first introduced? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like now it makes sense. Like why they had to show that there? Like they had to show all of the buildup to show that she's not interested in helping the new republic. No. She's only in it for what's happened in the past, and she still is, you know, somebody from the past. She hasn't been rehabbed, nope. and therefore that setup in episode three now makes sense for what we're about to see now, and. I'm, like we said back then, like all the roads are gonna like cross and eventually come together. I think we're slowly getting to that, you know, all roads lead to Rome moment. Yeah, it reminds me of that one scene from She Hulk. She was like, when she goes, "Oh, story A is combining with story B, <laughs> perfect." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so exactly meta. what's happening here. Yeah, <laughs> it was it's pretty good. I, I really like that. Um, all right, so Colonel Tuttle is like, "Hey, we put a requisition in, but that's pretty much all we can do." And I was like, which basically means they ain't going to do shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yep. I don't know. Uh, then we go and we see the same captain find where the Mandalorians are. And the Mandalorians come out and they're like, what the hell? I saw Bo-Katan's ship and I was like, oh, maybe he's friends with Bo-Katan. And he tracked her ship. Uh, nope. So I was like, okay, cool. Uh, then he was, uh, the Mandalorians found him and they're like, uh, great. Now you are here. We have to move. Thanks a lot. And then they're also like, unless we kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Pazmizla being Pazmizla. And I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Go ahead and kill him. <laughs> yeah. And then um, the shooter was like, look, Mandalorian, I gave you a pass once. So you kind of owe me. Uh, and then he explained that it was actually the droid that led him to where they were uh mm-hmm. so the droid led him to there and then he's like listen uh the high magistrate was a friend of yours he's in trouble um i'm just here to tell you that whatever you do is up to you this is the most i can do i like this guy he's going the extra mile he's like listen 
The New Republic ain't going to do shit. First of all, he didn't even have to take it to the New Republic. He took it to the New Republic, and then the New Republic said no. And then he took it to someone who owed him a favor, who also owes the High Magistrate a favor. Um, this guy is the MVP of this episode. Ding, 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 straight ding. up. Captain Teva, yeah, like straight up. MVP. 10 out of 10 work. So the Mandalorians are like, all right, we got the message. Um, you can go now. Uh, he goes and he goes, well, I won't tell anybody, but you're probably going to leave anyways, which mm-hmm. does happen. Uh, <laughs> but for the right reasons, time. Like, yeah, yeah. Also, how the hell do they make that foraging system everywhere they go whenever they have to have, find a new system? They got to bring that forging system with them. Little Yeah, well, I mean, Mandalorians are Mandalorians, man. They find a way. <laughs> this is the way. All this right. is the way. All right. Um, all right. Also, I like how they call them blue. <laughs> as in that they're space cops. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Oh, man. But that's what they are. Like, by definition, that's exactly what they are. So. Yeah, I, I guess they are. Um, really interesting that we see them hiding in caves, which is very much uh, pulls up to my theory how the Mandalorians are based on the Taliban and uh, Afghans. Mm-hmm. And when I say the Taliban, I mean the original Taliban from the 80s, the one Americans were helping the with. The Freedom Fighters. The freedom Fighters, right? New not the morphed. New yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever they are. But they're very much based on the 80s version. And Star Wars came out in the 80s, right? So it makes yeah. sense. Um, really, really interesting. All right. Um, then Dinjarin ends up making a speech with the feeling stick. Apparently, there's like a feeling stick where like only the person <laughs> holding the feeling stick can talk. <laughs> so, the talking stick, yep. Yeah. So he's Who has a talking stick? stick? Not you. You Not can't you. talk. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, listen, I know this guy tried to kill us. <laughs> He's and doing I've a great had... job convincing me. <laughs> I know. And we've had beef with him before. Uh, but I owe him some favors. And, you know, he also offered us a lot of land where we can live in the freedom and be outside and not live in sewers and caves. Uh, and then Paz Vizla was like, all right, let me talk now. Yeah, like, I love this contrast here. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, here we go again. Paz Vizsla, yep. always got to be the contrarian. Uh, we see him go up, and then, like, he pulled the, the old fakeroonie on us, and he's like, this guy did that, and why should we risk our lives? And he goes, because Bo-Katan and Din Djarin are my friends now. <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> you know what? This was the perfect example of Congress right here, right? You have Jin Jaren giving legitimate reasons yeah. for a good idea, for a good purpose, right? And everyone's like, nah, screw this, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then Paz Vizsla comes in and is like, we're going to do this because we're awesome. And everyone's like, yes, we're awesome. We're going to do it. It's like, God damn it. Like, what a bipartisan issue they have. <laughs> <laughs> and, and everyone's like the typical voter, right? It's like, oh, this makes sense. We're not going to do it, right? But then the moment somebody says, oh, we're part of this, yes, we're all in. Like, it's I just know. like, that's exactly how I convince people to go vote nowadays. Like, it, it's so dumb. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, but Pat Vista basically convinces everybody to go, and this is the way. So they're like, you know what? Once again, we find ourselves. Like that, <laughs> like that Bernie Sanders meme. Once again, we're asking you to scar your life for Navarro. <laughs> Goddamn. Too real. <laughs> um, uh, so, um, so we see that Bogotan instantly takes control. She is a master strategist. And she's mm-hmm. like, all right, this is what we're going to do. Uh, we're 
going to be the heroes of Navarro. You know, we're not going to be discouraged. We're going to transcend and become heroes. Uh, and they go on this flight, and you see them just dropping Mandalorians off these planes, and they got their jetpacks on. Um, they drop themselves in the middle of this desert, very Counter-Strike style. Like, it mm-hmm. was like a video game. I thought it was really cool. Um, also... I thought it was really funny that the monkeys were the ones that warned them that it was an ambush. Like the monkeys were like, hey, go, go, go. <laughs> and they're like, don't, don't, mess, ambush. don't mess with them. Don't mess with the monkeys, man. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really, really funny. It was an amazing fight. Uh, we finally got to see the Gatling gun that this mm-hmm. was holding. For, he, he took it up a cave and we we're like, what the hell? But finally we got to see him use it. Hey, uh, I told you it's important, man. <laughs> yes, it was important. We got to see it. And go then bigger, the, go home. And then the armorer got to fight, and she kicks him ass. No blasters, just weapons. Just like mm-hmm. not her, even weapons. It's her hammer tools. and her uh, tongs. Like yeah. she's like, yo, let's go. I'm like, all right, cool. Like it makes sense. They're a warrior yeah. race. I'm sure the armor is also a warrior. Ultimately, yeah, absolutely. Um, and no mercy for anybody. Like just like nope, no, you're done. No. And then uh, the pirates are getting a little bit scared, and uh, Vane just dipped. <laughs> it's like, I'm outie. 3, I mean, 000. every <laughs> other ship got destroyed by yeah. both Jinjarin and uh, Bo Katan. So, I mean, you know, like, you know, yeah. your time's like numbered there. You can either dip, you can either surrender, yeah. or you can forge ahead, which is what. Uh, the captain did and did not end well for him. <laughs> he he went down with the ship as most captains do. And mm-hmm. Vane was like, you know what? It's not running away. It's a strategic retreat. <laughs> <laughs> we live to fight another day. Hey, that's what I did when I lived in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so the Swamp Thing monster, whoever that captain was, <laughs> he, uh, he, dead. Was. <laughs> he dead. Uh, but now the Mandalorians have a planet they can call home so i thought that was really cool i thought that was a cool speech uh i thought that whole scene was pretty good jazz what are your thoughts about the entire fight that was a cool fight i enjoyed it it was a great fight i mean even when they were just coming to the planet once they exited the hyperspace lane that visual where it's like you're in this like blue tunnel and then boom planet right yep i thought that was so cool the way they pulled it off like i know one of my favorite video games ever is destiny and that's the effect they use. So when I saw this in Star Wars, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is perfect. Uh, mm. Then the fight scene itself with, like, you know, 10 ships against one guy. It was a true dogfight. And at this point, I guess we have to call both Jinjar and, and Bo-Katan aces because they each have more than five kills in the air on their own. And they're doing a great job. So mm. like, well, it was Destiny, amazing. My, well, speaking of Destiny, my favorite band is Destiny's Child. And they were survivors. Hey. <laughs> All right, all right, listen. Um, so Bo Katan uh is called by the armor, and the armor wants to see her. It's like the principal's office. She was sent down mm-hmm. to the principal office. Uh, and they go down to the old uh Mandalorian forging area. In uh, Navarro, the original one that we saw in, in like Navarro, right, yeah. And then this whole time, Bo Katan is just like completely embracing the mandalorian the old ways uh culture and what they're doing mm-hmm. and but all of a sudden the armor is like take off your helmet and like she goes she hesitates and it's really weird that she hesitates because she's not about that life you would th- you wouldn't think she ha- would hesitate but she's also like 
um, are you sure about this? I, I right. don't know. Mm-hmm. And the armor is like, do you respect my position as like whatever she is, the matriarch of the Mandalorian uh, clan? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, okay. So she hesitates, but she takes it off. And the armor decides that, you know what? We need to find all of the other Mandalorians. We need to unify as one. And you are the only one who walks both paths. You have the respect of the people, of the uh, the children of the Watch, who, you know, you have saved the foundling. You have fought all these people. Uh, you have bathed in the waters. And you have seen a mythosaur, Right. And they're like, because of all of these things, you're special. Yeah. You are the one that's going to unite everybody. The chosen one. It's really interesting because when you watch like season one or season two, you're like, it's going to be Jindarin who's going to do it. He's got the dark saber. He's going to be the one that's going to bring everybody together. But as we watch this, Bo-Katan's a natural leader. Jin Mm -hmm. is not. Din Djarin mm-hmm. is not a natural leader. He's he a natural so, daddy, but not a natural leader. Right? He's just like in his own little bubble. And he like he works really well in that bubble. Like he's a great dad. He's a great one-on-one fighter. He's a great person in like a short, small team. But like to lead an army, that's not him. That's right. Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm. Right? And I really, really like how they're setting her up. She is the main star of this season. And, and yep. I really, really like that. And then once the uh, armor was like, she bought, walks both worlds, Din Djarin looking at her like, wait, that was an option? You're <laughs> telling me? You're telling me that was an option the whole time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. I can only imagine thoughts running through his head like, God damn it, why can't I do this? Like... Pat Vizsla was the first one. Like, yo, she's sewing her face again. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> I love Pat Vizsla so much. Yeah, He's yeah. so real. He he keeps it real. Um, but it's really interesting. And you know how like we always compare um, the Mandalorian to Islamic cultures. It does seem like Bo-Katan is going to unite the Salafis and the Sufis <laughs> together. <laughs> it's really what it feels like. Oh my God, it's too real. Isn't that right? So for the people that are listening and, and don't know about our culture as much, uh, the Salafis are pretty much like the literalists who, who take the uh, you know everything super literal. And the Salafis are like a lot more spiritual. These are mm-hmm. the two sides of, uh, of Islam. And then most people are somewhere in the middle. Uh, but it does feel like uh, the Mandalorians also have this issue with these two sides. <laughs> Uh, and I think it's pretty funny. They walk both worlds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You walk both worlds, right? Um, so that was really, really cool. Um, what are your thoughts about the whole Mandalorian and the walking both sides and the Bo-Katan's new leadership role or whatever new role that she's going through? I mean, it was expected. Like, the whole season was set up this way. The fact that the Mythosaur more or less revealed itself to her shows you exactly how important she is. Because, like, if the Mythosaur was, like, you know, hibernating or, like, always just there but never shown itself, I mean, it revealed itself to her for a reason, right? It just doesn't happen for no reason. And then um, everyone just picking her as a leader. Like, all throughout the first four episodes of the season, we saw her becoming a leader. Mm -hmm. And this whole redemption story, how, you know, she now walks away. Like, it it was always set up for her. Darksaber or no Darksaber. So we're heading into a very cool uh, 
you know, next few episodes because they at the end of the episode they said it. We're, we're gonna take <clears> back Mandalore, and I'm like, yes, this is what I'm here for. Unite mm. all the Mandalorians, take back Mandalore, and let's go. Let's do this. So a lot of people are saying that the armor may actually be revealed to be Sabine. R- Sabine? Yeah. Really? That's what a lot of people are saying. I don't know if I believe it, but I've, I've heard, I'm hearing a lot of tw- uh, Twitter chatter about that. Oh, theme. man, that, that would is. be interesting. Yeah. But then they would have to cast a brand new person to be the emperor. I mean, the armorer, right? I, I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. It, it's a really interesting theory. It could work. Because the armor is such a prominent character that it kind of feels like she should be somebody famous or like someone in the lore who just gained a new identity. Or she could just be a nobody and a brand new person and you never see her take off her helmet. I don't know. It could, they could go either way. I mean, you know how I think it's, it is more likely that it is than Sabine? Sabine's mom. Because she was mm. a matriarch of Clan Ren, right? Yes. This would bring in Clan Ren because Sabine's a rebel. She didn't even care about Mandalorian, like yeah, culture. She didn't. Until yeah, she got like she left. Right. right, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, I think it could be the mom of Sabine. So you have Klaus Ren or Clan House Ren. <laughs> I said Klaus. <laughs> uh, yeah. House Ren, House Kreese, House Vizsla, all coming together like to unite. And I think this Ooh. is gonna be really fascinating. But that also adds an even more interesting twist. If it is Sabine's mom, then once everyone is united that we take back Mandalore, House Ren may come back and try to take the throne. Mm, interesting, interesting. Well, he- yeah. well here, here's where it gets even more muddy. So the end credit scene, I, I don't think it was an end credit scene, but the end scene, there was um, a, pri- a, a ship that was deserted. And it was a prison it was transport. It was yeah. attacked, yes. Uh, and it was a prison transport ship. And when they did a little bit of research, they they were like, "Oh, it's the ship that Moff Gideon was in." And we've heard what rumors. Coincidence. Like two, we've heard rumors in about two episodes that he never made it to trial. So weird that like people are hearing these rumors, they're true, and they're keeping it hush hush. Mm-hmm. Somehow Palpatine has returned. <laughs> Always, always. Well, at least, at least they showed how it happened, right? They showed the transport this time, so that's mm-hmm. good. Um, I thought it was really interesting that they have found out that the people who broke him out were actually Mandalorians, which is very fascinating because I think we're going to get introduced to a couple of other clans now, right? Yeah, we've already been introduced to. You know, House Crees or Clan Rees, uh, Clan Crees, Clan Vizsla, right? The mm-hmm. others are, you know, Clan Eldar, Clan Rook, Clan Saxon. Like, they haven't, even Clan Ren, even though we're talking about, like, you know, they're already here. Uh, right. They haven't actually been introduced. So this would be a really cool segue to get the other clans introduced. And then Moff Gideon facing absolute justice, not, you know, Republic justice, but absolute justice but did they break him out to faith justice or did they break him out because they struck a deal because they are bounty hunters right so i think they are bounty hunters and they did strike a deal but once they found out what he did Mm -hmm. 
all gloves are off. You, like you don't hurt Mandalorians the way you did. At, at mm. that point, he's done. All right, I'm I'm excited to see that. I'm excited yeah. where to go. Uh, Moff Gideon is such a great villain, and uh, I love the fact that they are sprinkling mentionings of him throughout this season without mm-hmm. actually showing him, just growing and growing the mythos that is Moff Gideon, and it's going to pay off hopefully, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it's it's gonna be so great. I am very hyped for the season now. Me too. Like, me it started too. off a little slow. It started off going all over the place. But like, you know, that's the cool thing about a good story, right? It all comes together in the end. And that's what we're headed for. It's Wait, amazing. how many how many episodes are there? Eight or twelve? Uh I think there were eight, right? So we only got three episodes left. Oh man, that's a Hold lot. Up. It might be twelve. Mandalorian season three, number of episodes, eight. Damn, that's not yeah. a lot. So we really just got like three more episodes to go. Mm-hmm. Well, then I think the big stuff with taking back Mandalore and all the war and all that will happen in seasons four and five. Mm. So it looks like they'll just... Uh, it's really strange because like I thought him getting to the caves was going to be pretty much the whole episode. I mean, the whole season. It ended up yeah. being one episode. Then them you know, uh, going back and being accepted by the Mandalorians, that happened in one episode. So mm-hmm. who knows what they can do? They've been going fast and loose the only episode where i feel like they didn't have a, a lot of story was the one episode where they went to the side story and i feel like uh we'll see how I mean, that paid off the setup is there like we're seeing yeah inklings of it now and i get it now why they had to do it that way i still don't understand why they killed the the guy or did they kill him they just fried his brain or something mm-hmm. but like wouldn't they need his brain like i don't understand it makes no sense Trust in Dave Filoni, who actually made I a did. cameo this episode. Wait, he, he he was in this episode? Who was he? Oh my god, you didn't... Uh... <laughs> I didn't catch it. Okay, okay. So in the very beginning, right? <coughs> where uh, they're at the bar uh, where uh, Captain Tiva gets the first holocron message, right? Yeah. Dave Filoni's there as Trapper Wolf. Uh... The executive producer Rick uh, Famuyiwa uh, is there as Jib Dodger, and the director of Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, Deborah Chow, is there as Sash Ketter. No way! They were They're- all there at the bar, and they were also in the first episode of The Mandalorian season one called The Prisoner. That's so funny. Wait, yeah, Deborah Chow is the same person who does She Hulk, right? Yes. Wow, that's really, really cool. Yeah, she's in this universe as well. That is awesome. Love yeah, they're all in the uh in the bar if you go back and look at it. I that's was like cool huh, scene. That's fascinating, yeah. All right, that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I'm super excited. I think we're going to see some Mandalore on Mandalore crime, and then hopefully they will unite under one uh, <laughs> and it'll be Bo Tan that they will unite under. Um We'll see. We'll see because I want to know how the dark uh, saber comes into play. Uh, if she'll end up needing it, or she'll be able to do it without. There's going to be a lot that's going to be happening here. So I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe they may still treat her as a leader even without the dark saber. You know, like, I, I feel like she has done enough to 
gain respect from you know the children of the watch and her clan already you know follows her she's got to get a few more on her side and she has done a lot of heroics uh she is a great strategist she is a great leader she is a great fighter she can do it all man she's and she looks good in a headband i don't know what else to tell you (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think they're setting up all the clans this season and just to bring them all in together at the end it's it's gonna be fascinating i'm so hyped my favorite clan meeting. <laughs> the only kind of clan meeting I support. <laughs> God damn it, Neves. <laughs> With that, that's all I have to say. Uh, Jazz, any thoughts before we uh, head off? To Yeah, there are two other things that I found really cool about the episode. Uh, one was the fact that they mentioned the type of ship that uh, Gorian Shard was flying. It's called a Corsair. Mm-hmm. Right, that was first mentioned in the Thrawn prequel novels, and as you all know who listened to the show, I'm a big fan of Admiral Thrawn. So I feel like you know they're throwing more little hints in there that Thrawn is coming back, or Thrawn is coming to live action, not just you know the animation. And then it was really funny that they called uh, you know the land uh, that the Mandalorians are giving like Bullock Canyons. Yeah, uh, that's a reference to Jeremy Bullock who was the original Boba Fett in The Empire Strikes Back and The oh. Return of the Jedi. And so I was like, ah, oh, that's a cute little Easter egg. I that like is this. a cute Easter egg. Oh, yeah. that's super cool. I like so, that. Yeah, the showrunners are doing a fantastic job getting everybody involved and you know, bringing everything from the universe, whether in our universe or in Star Wars universe, as like little hints here and there. It's so great. I'm hyped. I love this episode. I love the season. And I can't wait to see where we go. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited too. I'm really excited to see where we go. Um, and there's a lot of stuff going on with cloning, and there's stuff going on with Bad Batch. So, I'm see I'm excited to see how it all comes together. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. And you know it's late. We know a lot of you could not join us in the uh, in the comments, but make sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe. And make sure you uh give us a good review give us some good reviews man we want some good reviews <laughs> mm-hmm. tell your friends we love interacting with more people it's always yeah. a great time when you give us reviews our uh name comes up higher in the searches when it comes to like recaps and stuff like that so more people can find us so give us good mm-hmm. reviews five stars uh and we really really appreciate it and then uh we did episode four, 49 so on our 50th episode uh, we will read out some of the comments and share them with everybody. And uh, that'll be a lot of fun. I can't wait to share some of the people and recap some of the people who have been on season three. Yeah. We got to do the 50th anniversary special. It should be great. Yeah. Yeah. Or and 50th I, episode special. Yes. Not anniversary. And, and I got a new theme song for our intro. So that, that'll be not the fifth. I got a new intro basically. Ah, uh, yeah. I was like, we're going to get rid of Jai Wolf? No. No, nah, no, nah, we won't get rid of Jai Wolf, man. He, he he invites us to free concerts. We can't get rid of his dog. <laughs> oh, God, no. He's so great. We love him. <laughs> I know. I, I, I got to have him on so we can show him our original uh, intro because we made that intro specifically for him when we went to his EDM con- concert. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I have for this episode. Until next time, guys. Salam, nerds. Peace.